is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. I was hurting all alone. I was searching for a comfort I could find on my own with no direction. Feeling down My life was headed for disaster Till you turned me around Nothing ever had been able to ease me When trying to please me It only pleased me less But when I learned about the way that you love me Had to put your honor above me And you gave me rest Lead me to rest, sweet Lord Lead me to rest From my journey here Lead me to rest The relief I found From the burdens that have weighed me As I consider what you offered me, how can it be real? What should I offer in return? When the value of your blessings no one could ever, ever end. Then you tell me that I'm really forgiven, got a reason for living. And you made it so clear, yeah I'm supported when the devil would charm me Protected when evil would harm me Hello, my dear listener This another moment for reflection I'm Jocelyn Ahipo. Do you have your Bibles around you? If you don't, I urge you to get them now. I want us to read a text from Matthew 10, verses 32. And it reads, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, he will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. Whoa! That's Jesus speaking. Let us never be ashamed to own our Lord. In one of D.L.'s Moody's meeting, a little two-headed Norwegian boy who could hardly speak a word of English stood up and came to the front, trembling and with tears trickling down his cheeks. He said, If I tell the world about Jesus, he will tell the Father about me. Isn't that wonderful? That was all he said and all he needed to say. In fact, it was more than all the rest said that day. 
That's what it means to confess him. He shall be my witnesses, said Jesus in Acts 1.8. In this world and in the great course of eternity, we are to confess the Lord Jesus, and he will confess us before his Father. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, declared the Apostle Paul in Romans 1.16, for it is the power of God unto salvation. In other words, it has done something for me. It has changed my life and the lives of others. Let me give you another scenario. In a certain hospital, a little fellow had a piece of bone removed from his arm. The operation was successful, and he recovered completely. On leaving the hospital, he asked to see the doctor. You wish to see me, Billy? asked the surgeon. The little fellow lifted up his hand and laid it on the doctor's shoulder. It was just as high as he could reach. With his face beaming, he said, My mama will never hear the last about you. You know what he meant when he said that. He meant he would never stop talking about the doctor to his mama. If we fully realize what Christ has done for us, we should say to him, My friends will never hear the last about you. Francis R. Havigal made a statement, and I quote, Give us grace to follow fully, vanquishing our faithless shame, feebly it may be, but truly witnessing for thy dear name. I hope I heard you said amen. If you want to take a step to confess Jesus always in your life, I want you to say this prayer after me. I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Amen. It has been wonderful today knowing that wherever we are, whatever we are doing, we should confess God. This has been your sister, Jocelyn Ahedo. Another edition of Youth Corner. Hello and welcome. My name is Afre Niyama KK, and we are continuing with our discussion on teenage pregnancy today. A very worrying figures issued by the World Health Organization indicating that about 16 million women between the ages of 15 to 19 years give birth each year, amounting to about 11% of all births worldwide. We are asking what is really wrong with teenage pregnancy. Early on, we answered the question of what really defines it, the causes. This time around, we will focus on other areas such as how we can view it as Christians as well within the biblical perspective, what is really wrong with it. I'm here with Lord Lugadwebu, Samoa Sabre Frempon and Ato Banfo Jr. Welcome once again, gentlemen. Thank you. Okay, Ato, you were saying earlier on pointing to the fact of death. Yeah, as I was which, saying, 50,000 yeah. people die out of the 16 million people who get pregnant between the ages of 15 to 19. This is according to 
a World Health Organization report. And this 50,000 people who die out of teenage pregnancy, 95% of them are from developing countries. That is specifically Africa and then Latin America, that's South America. It also counts down UNICEF reports for progress for children, says that childbirth actually causes more deaths than malaria, which some of us until today thought that was the number one killer in Africa. So if childbirth could give us this high mortality rate, both for children and also for the mothers, then I think it's wrong. It's a big problem. In view of what Atu has said, you think perhaps the world in general has not really focused so much on it with the point he made about if it's even killing more people than malaria in Africa, for instance. I think much attention has not been given to it. Sure, it has not been given to it. It has not been given to it because of a lot of activities that we engage in, both at home and at national levels. How many times have you heard presidents giving their manifesto and then talking about this thing that they will reduce it specifically? You know, one thing is we are so concerned about how fast the world is moving and how we can catch up that we we tend to neglect these little things that eat our moral fiber. You see, in a home where you have a father and a mother, both workers, they hardly get the time to talk to their kids, to get to know what they are going through. Maybe your child goes to school, a boy touches a sensitive part of the body, and then the child comes home expecting to tell you, okay, and then you are not there at the time. Maybe the, the, the child may forget, or at the time that he or she speaks to it, you know, to you about it, you are so tired, that can wait. Let's say later, we can talk about it and all those things. So we have neglected totally. You know, we don't see it as malaria, cholera, or whatever. That has a way of being researched into where we can bring medicine, specifically, where money can be made out of it. We are following money. You see, so we, we tend to ignore. There's no medicine for it, actually. It is human attitude that has to change to help this. Let me come back to the same question I asked that when I'll come to you as well, someone with the same, if you have different views. What is really wrong with it? And especially, as usual, our focus is on the biblical details, Christianity. Why should we view it as unacceptable at all? And what justification could there be to it? Well, I will just quote First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, that which says that we should flee fornication. You realize that Teenage pregnancy is as a result of premarital sex. That is fornication. And so the Bible does not support it in any way. It doesn't stand at all. If you really want to give birth, you know, if you really want to enjoy being a woman and being a man, as far as sexual activities are concerned, it should be out of marriage. And so if you do it before marriage, it's not right in the first place. Then you go ahead and then become pregnant. It goes against the Bible because Hebrews 13 verse 4 also says that let marriage be held in honor among all. So you've given a clear breach of that. Seriously. And then it goes on to say that God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. So the Bible is in no way supported. Fornication sure. is to teenage pregnancy, exactly. Exactly. which is forbidden sure. by God. Sure. Um, Someone. What's wrong with it? There is everything. Everything is wrong with teenage pregnancy. Biblically, as my brother just gave us. Mm. See, the Bible has given us lots and lots of examples that even those who were married, fornicated, and there were consequences. But they went through a lot of problems. During the Exodus, that's when the Israelites were moving from Egypt to the Promised Land. 
even during that time, they had to sacrifice. See, during the time that they were planning of cleansing themselves to sacrifice, something happened. Whilst people are praying, somebody takes somebody's wife into a tent Mm -hmm. and makes love with the person. What happened? They were struck right away. They caught them and instantly they did justice to them. Even in the human perspective, you realize that the humans, not even God giving the direct instruction, you realize their sin is wrong. And God has warned from beginning that fornication, no way in his church. In the same vein, a child is growing up. You've gone into your church system. You've been taught the right and you know the difference between what is right and what is wrong. You are not married. There is no way you should think of going to make love to get a child. Or it's totally wrong. So I don't want to be repeating the quotations my brother gave. Mm. But when you go to all that he read, realize that even those who are married, those who are married, God frowns on fornicating, going to another man's wife, mm, adultery, sexual immorality. In general, mm. is wrong. So even to the extent that you are not even married, that you are going there, mm-hmm. that one is even over the bar. Atu, you have something to add just before we move to the other issue, that's the effects and all that. Okay, biblically, there's this quotation that says that for this cause, that's Mark chapter 10 verse 7, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Notwithstanding, be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. I'm very happy we have distinctions between the words a woman and a girl, and then a man and a boy. Actually, marriage, according to the Bible, is not for boys and girls, or for boy and women, or for man and girl. It's actually for men and women. And you know what goes into manhood, and what goes into womanhood? Full maturity. So, God frowns on child's play that leads to some of these things no matter who you are if you actually get married to a child i think it is wrong biblically and in that regard as well i'm sure biological extension having sexual relations between a girl and a boy teenagers Mm -hmm. resulting in pregnancy Mm -hmm. a man and a a young lady you know resulting in that as well a point well made we'll draw the curtain here once more and continue in our subsequent discussion by looking at other issues such as the effect uh, prevention and all that. My name is Afred Nyamakeke. I've been here with Lord Lugard Webu, Samoa Sabre Frempon and Atto Bonfo Jr. This is a special announcement. Starting from the 26th of March 2017 to the 28th of October 2017, our new frequency for our summer broadcast would be 11880 kHz. Thank you. For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus 233-20870-4532 or plus 233-244-235017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box AF595, Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. 
We will expect your feedback. From the well, oh Jesus, he gave a water. 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 Oh Jesus, he gave a water. He gave a water. He gave a water. And it was not from the well. Well, there was a woman from Samaria. She came to the well to get some water. But there she met a stranger, and he did her story tell. She left my Savior singing. She came back to him bringing. The time she had living water, and it was not from the well. Oh Jesus, He gave a water. Oh my Jesus, gave a water. Oh Jesus, He gave a water. And it was not from the well. Well, on that woman, He had pity. She ran back to the city, crying glory, hallelujah. I'm gonna let His praises swell. Every time she'd doubt him, she'd stop to think about him. The man that gave her that living water, and it was not from the well. Oh, he gave a water. Jesus gave a water. He gave a water. I'm gonna let his praises swell. Jesus gave a water. Coming up next is the moment of truth. Watching for you. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the moment of truth, and I am your servant, Prince Benjamin Mauto. Shall we pray? Divine Father, this is the hour to share your word. We invite you, O Lord, to imbibe us with your Holy Spirit. Teach us your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, I think you are also tired of this sin-sick world, just as I do. And we are both looking for a refuge. And we have been moving up and down, looking for where to have peace. We have tried over and over again, and there seems to be no hope. But there is hope in Jesus Christ. In the book of Matthew chapter 11, reading from verse 28 to 30, my Bible states, and I read, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Beloved, this is a great invitation. Therefore, I have titled our today's discourse, 
the greatest invitation. Reading the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, it says, Oh, everyone that tested, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for what? For that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfied not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Verse 3, Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of Moses and David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and a commander of the people. Behold, Thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that thou knew not, these shall run unto thee, because of the Lord thy God, and for the Holy One of Israel. For he that hath glorified thee, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord once again. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and is known from heaven, and returneth not tighter, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth wood, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my Word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing wherewith I send it. For ye shall go out with joy, be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you unto singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Hallelujah. Beloved, this is the greatest invitation. God is calling you. He says, come to me because you are mine, said Jesus Christ. Beloved, I think we have to consider this invitation. This is the Lord's invitation. In the book of Isaiah, again, chapter 54, verses 10 and 11, reads, For the mountain shall depart, 
and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, says the Lord, that hath mercy on thee. O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted, behold, I will lay thy stones with fire colors, and lay thy foundation with sufferings. Something special for you. This is grace from the Lord Jesus. Friend, I strongly believe you want to accept this invitation. Again, in the book of Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18, there is another wonderful invitation. God calls upon us, saying, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye are willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. From time in memorial, Jesus keeps calling us. He sends us his invitation, saying, Come unto me, ye that labor, and it's of heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Beloved, Jesus wants to give you rest. Turn unto him, and he will turn to you. Lay your burdens upon him, for he is able to save you. May the Lord bless and keep you. May he sanctify you and prepare you until the day that he will appear to take his children home. May God bless and keep you. Until we meet again, stay blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us once again. You can reach us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three zero three zero seven zero five one zero five eight or email us at radio at vvu or through the postal address. Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box AF595, Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. This is a special announcement. Starting from the 26th of March 2017, to the 28th of October 2017, our new frequency for our summer broadcast would be 11880 kHz. Thank you. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hands be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now.